Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. The theme music is playing. It must be Thursday night, and it must be time for another Prep Sports Weekly. Good evening from downtown Everett, high atop the big city here on Colby Avenue. My name is Steve Willits, and joining me here in the station tonight, operating the board from the other side of the glass, it is none other than the run doctor, Brandon Hamilton. It's a name he doesn't hear very often these days, I'm sure. A little bit of an Everett Aqua Sox nickname for him, Go Frogs. We got a show here tonight, and I guess I should also mention here the uh, the elephant in the room, if you will. You'll notice that uh, Tom Lafferty, our our colleague, our co-host, my good friend, he's got the night off tonight. He's got to attend to other matters, so we're gonna uh, give this one to Tom. An excused absence at that. So uh, every once in a while, even a Hall of Famer needs to take a night off. So Tom, I hope hopefully he's listening tonight and checking us out, and that we're holding the fort down for him. But nonetheless, Brandon in the house, and we're ready to go. Prep Sports Weekly is brought to you by the Hometown Handyman, by Screen Printing Northwest, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, and by the Buzz In Steakhouse. Thursday, March 18th. Exciting news here. This is a historic night, especially if you're a sports fan here in Snohomish County, and if you are involved in any way, shape, or form with high school sports. A lot has happened here in the last seven days. Let's get you caught up. I can explain it to you and give you everything you need to know on what's happening tonight, why tonight matters, why it's different than all of the other nights for the last 13 months. I can tell you in four words, fans in the stands. Spectators, they're back. We finally went into phase three last week, or it was announced last week we were moving into phase three. Governor Inslee came out, made that proclamation, and of course, that meant that Wesco needed an impromptu meeting. Last Monday morning, the athletic directors getting together, and we found out later on that day that they were ready to go and that they announced that today, Thursday, March 18th, fans would be permitted to come back in the stands. However, we need to be clear on something here. We're still in a pandemic. There are still restrictions. There's a lot of protocol to follow here. It doesn't mean if you are a football fan, head out the door tomorrow night and head on over to your favorite stadium and watch a high school football game. It's not quite that easy yet, and we'll give you more explanation on that later. We've got the perfect guest coming up later on tonight to shed some insight as to what we're up to here and to what we're doing. So let's go ahead and uh, let you know what we're, we've got going on the show tonight. A big show, an hour packed full of guests. We've got two different sets of father-son guests tonight. We've got them bookend. We're going to hear one here in just a moment at the beginning of the show. I'll save that one. I'll tease you a little bit. We'll, we'll announce them as we're coming on here. But at the end of the show tonight, on our last segment, we are going to talk to Don Dalziel. He is the president of the Wesco Conference. He's also the athletic director over at the Shoreline School District. But he was the one that was overseeing that meeting on Monday, the meeting that it was determined that we were ready to go and we were going to start letting fans back into the arenas, into the gyms, back out into the stadiums. Indoors and outdoors, there's different rules for each one. But Don is the uh, the president of Wesco, so we're going to talk to him a little bit about that, obviously. Some big questions to answer there. And oh, by the way, Don, when we call him on the phone, he is right now over at Shoreline Stadium. They've got a soccer game that probably kicked off about two minutes ago. And I would imagine uh, it was a challenging night probably nonetheless. Obviously, uh, we're, we're talking about soccer, so it, not quite as many people going into the stadium 
football games are going to be more challenging. But but nonetheless, again, this is the uh, the night that we're, that we're trying this all out for the first time. So by the time we get Don on the phone, he will have already gone through this process and kind of talked to us as to how it went. So Don Adalziel is going to be on the phone. And joining him, his son Gavin, stud kicker over at Shorecrest High School, was an all-West all, uh, Coast player last year as a kicker. He just committed to play in football at a local college next year. He did that, I think, two days ago. So, we'll again, we'll leave that as a tease, and we'll find out where Gavin's going. So we'll have Don wear a few different hats. As the, a father, as a president of a league, and as an athletic director. We'll talk to him later. And then we've got our coach's carousel coming up in the middle of the show tonight as I kind of back up a little bit here. Mark Leone from Archbishop Murphy and Keontae Bankhead from Linwood both coaches picking up their first wins of the season last Friday night. Both coaches with big games coming up tomorrow. So we'll find out what those guys are up to and how their teams are doing. But right now, at this time, at this moment, we're ready for our show here. Tonight's show is brought to you by Allstate Insurance agent Brian Reed, Everett Safe and Lock, Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett and Stanwood, and Glass by Lund. Let's head on over to Lake Stevens right now. Let's talk to the Hoaglands. We've got Ethan and Kyle on the phone. Ethan is the son. He's one of the better tennis players in the area. Qualified for the state tournament last year. Unfortunately, before he had a chance to participate, the tournament was canceled due to COVID. But nonetheless, he was a district champ along with his doubles partner, Tyler Cochran, last year. And his dad, Kyle Hoagland, is also on the phone with us. By the way, Kyle, not so bad himself here, led Lake Stevens as the head volleyball coach to a second-place finish at State last year, a team that graduated one senior. So no doubt, if they had an opportunity, would have probably been the odds-on favorite to win a state championship. And oh, by the way, Lake Stevens volleyball this far, 5-0 and start to their season. They've yet to drop a set. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on with us tonight. And I guess, Kyle, we should, we should let you have the first word. We, we've had you on the radio before. We've had Ethan on with us before. We've never had you guys on simultaneously. Kind of fun to, uh, to talk sports with not only us on the radio, but with your son as well. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. No, absolutely. And, and Ethan, for you, and I, I guess I'm kind of curious now because you, you play tennis, dad coaches volleyball, and maybe I'll start with you, then I'll have dad answer as well. Do you play volleyball or are you a volleyball player at all? Uh, yeah, I used to play. Um, I mean, I was always in the gym when I was little, so I, I'd like hit around with the um, – the players on the team and then I played um, a couple years in middle school um, and then I played select actually with some of the girls that are on the volleyball team at the high school right now so that was kind of fun um, so I was actually teammates with them let's see I think it was eighth grade um, so I played club volleyball with them and traveled around with them so well Kyle yeah. eventually I was going to ask you to assess Ian Ethan's tennis game but let's hear a little bit about his volleyball game can he, can he play <laughs> a little he can play a little bit he can hold his own okay yeah. <laughs> hold yeah, his own I, I think that's a ringing endorsement anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does well with it, you know. Now, what That's about good. you? Where, do, where does Ethan get the tennis from? Are you are you a tennis guy? Boy, I'm not. You know, uh, the, it is in our past family, you might say, but uh, this is kind of on him. And, you know, his older brother played a little bit here, and he just picked it up and kind of fell in love with it. And Yeah, he's running with it. And i got to ask you, too, because you, you coach a sport that your son plays in the same season. You're, you're going there simultaneously. How does that work for you as dad? Do you, do you occasionally, and, and maybe I, I think if I know this correctly, I'm guessing, Ethan, you, you tell me if I'm right here, I think the tennis team practices over at Cavalero. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So so how do you, Kyle, sneak out of volleyball practice to go watch Ethan either at practice or during matches, or do you? Or do you well, we want to, not want to talk about it on the air? <laughs> no, we can talk about it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, this year's hard. Um, I haven't had to see get to see much of this thing because of no spectators. 
Um, you know, me and the, the wife were actually just talking about how we can come and see his games here coming up, and I'm going to have to miss a little bit of some some of the starts of our, our program dates, but that's, you know, they all understand that. Years past, I'd be able to sneak away and watch a game here and there for him, it's just depending on where we're playing and, and the travel time. So yeah. Well, and I mentioned we've got we've got Don Dalzil coming up later on in the show, the president of, of Wesco. But maybe you can clear this up for me. And better question for Ethan: How does it work for tennis? Um, I know that obviously we're restricted as to how many people can go into a stadium for football or soccer, and I know the indoor restrictions for volleyball. But what does tennis look like? Can can moms and dads gather around the court right now, or do we even know what that that is? Uh, they've been they've been pretty strict about it so far. Um, some some schools kind of have been just like a sit in your car because they haven't been monitoring the parking lot. Um, at Cav, they're not letting anybody drive even up to the tennis courts so without being checked by one of our admin. So as of now, there's been no no spectators uh, really anywhere watching tennis matches or anything. Kyle, how hard is that yeah. for you as a family? Oh, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard. And, I mean, I know that all of our uh, 80s throughout Wesco are doing the best they can on getting these feeds up and everything like that, but that's not uh, – I just say that's not their forte. They're not it's not good. So it is hard to sometimes see the games. And, you know, we're really excited going forward here that they kind of open it up. And I don't think they have any restrictions. I don't know. I don't know why they would for tennis, to be perfectly honest with you. There's usually not a whole big crowd out there. But, uh, yeah. It, oh, it's, come it's, on. <laughs> I didn't say that, Ethan. Your dad did. I just want you to make, make note of that there. So, Well, and Kyle, what are we expecting tomorrow night? Because you have your – and this is kind of a rarity. And one of the reasons we were able to get you on – Thursdays is normally a pretty big volleyball night in the area, and quite a few games going on tonight. Somehow, you guys have Jackson at home tomorrow night. I don't know how you you managed to get that one moved, but uh, well, nonetheless, no, what are I, we expecting? I really got to give a big shout out to Jackson and tell him thank you for um, wanting to move. We were supposed to play them Wednesday night, and we heard about the difference with the being able to have fans. Ah, smart. We only this will be we only have two home games left tomorrow night, and the next one. And I just really you know asked Mindy of their program and everybody if they'd be willing to move to Friday so we could have fans there and have the parents be able to see one of the last two games that their daughters will be in the gym with. So yeah. I really appreciate that for them. Huge shout out to those guys then for that. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and Kyle, I've already had I've had a chance to ask. We've had your, your principal on, your athletic director on. We had Carly try on one of your players earlier with her dad Tom. Another yeah. co- another coach uh, player relationship right there. There's a lot of that at Lake Stevens. And we had a chance to ask her about the fact that I've got to think this is extra tough for you guys because again you took second in state last year you had one senior on that team you guys came in here after the uh, the tournament was over and little did we know what the world was going to look like and what was coming down the pike but how yeah. tough is it for you knowing that you have a team that's probably a heavy favorite I would think to win a state championship this year and you don't get a tournament yeah it's um, uh, you know it's been an emotional time the last year with these group of girls uh, just being able to share with them and go through life a little bit and learning that there, there isn't always next year, you know, there's just next year isn't always a guarantee, you know, in life and anything else. And it's been sad, you know, we've tried to, we put it behind us and try to just go out and make the most of having this last, you know, the last few weeks here of just enjoying each other and being able to, for me, it's a privilege and honor to be able to coach these girls and these girls have played with each other since it seems like they were born, you know, and uh, it's, it's just changing a little bit of the focus on it, but it is hard. I can't lie. It's hard to sit there and have the, I would, I would say, one of the best teams in the state, if not the best team in the state, and uh, at least not be able to go out and show what we can do and prove to ourselves and everybody else. is It's hard. Absolutely. And, and Ethan, you're kind of in that same boat. Uh, obviously, 
you know, we, we always forget that tennis, generally speaking, around here, it's played in the fall. You play your district tournament in the fall, and if you qualify for state, you have to wait until the spring in order to go to state. So you and Tyler played together in the fall of 2019. You qualified for what would have been a May 2020 tournament, and that got wiped out. So not only did you miss having a chance to participate at state after you qualified as a junior, you don't get it either this year as a senior. And I know I, the Everett Herald did a nice write-up on you recently during their tennis preview, and it was uh, mentioned in there that you know it, you, you took it kind of rough, and at times you even thought maybe you didn't even want to play anymore. So talk a little bit about that mindset and what brought you back this year and how you're feeling now. Yeah, um, I think after, after it got shut down, um, after the tournament got canceled, uh, Tyler and I were just practicing so much that I was like, wow, that was, that's, I mean, like, that's all I was practicing for that whole off season. Um, I mean, obviously to get better at my game as well. And the, um, at that time I was looking to play in college, but really my only, my only goal at that time was getting better at all things doubles and playing with Tyler. So after that got taken away, um, and we didn't ever go outside really like all the, all the clubs I was coaching at a club, um, the club that I went to and that got shut down. And so after that, I, I was kind of like, removed from tennis for a little bit um and then that just got prolonged kind of and I yeah for a minute I was like I don't know if I ever even want to step back on the court and like remember what it was like and uh just have those memories of losing state again so but this year um I met with Hein a couple times our coach um over the off season I guess which would have been a regular season in the fall um and just talked about what this year could look like and what I could do um and we kind of just talked through maybe what some goals of mine could be. And he's actually, he's a good friend of ours and he's my young life leader um, and kind of a mentor of mine. So he just talked about how it'd be a super cool opportunity for me to just lead some guys on our team and show them what it could be like next year um, and show there's a lot of young guys on our team. So just, you know, you know, an older figure on the team and showing them what, what they can do and showing them how to be better people along with better tennis players. So. Yeah, Mark Hine, a tremendous leader over there, coaches multiple sports. And and Kyle, for you, when you hear Ethan talk, and they mentioned that in the article a little bit too, just his leadership skills and the way he's kind of taken some of those players under his wing. And What does that mean to you, for you as his dad, knowing that uh, you're watching your son kind of mature right before your eyes and, and seeing what kind of a man he's becoming? Uh, you know, it's, it's just a proud moment all the way around to see him. We've always He's always just had that natural leadership style to him. You know, the red hair really sets it off for him, so <laughs> it works. People just want to come right to him. But, no, he's, he, you know, got that positive attitude, the charisma, but yet also cares about his teammates and friends. And it's it's just so warm to see that he has kind of, like I said, lost some of the luster for it by not being able to compete at state and had some of those things taken away but still be able to turn around and want to give back to his teammates is a, is a great quality that I love and about him. And, you know, it's just it's a proud moment. And Not we that moment, man. absolutely, and we know you normally do tennis, or you normally do volleyball scouting reports. Give us a tennis one here. What kind of a game does Ethan have? Oh man, Ethan can uh, think quickly on his feet. He's able to uh, rise to the occasion. He is a mentally tough player. He doesn't ever get down on himself, and uh, he'll he, you know the, the longer the game goes on, the more he'll pick you apart. Ethan, we're going to let you turn the tables here. What, what kind of a coach is Dad? Oh, he is. <laughs> Do you get a chance to oh, watch man. him on the sideline there occasionally? Careful. We haven't had dinner yet. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, so when I played volleyball, he was kind of my my personal trainer, I guess you could say, at home. Um, obviously, like he'd ask me if I wanted him to coach me, and um, I, you know, I loved it. But he's a he gets into it, and he's a serious coach. He 
you know, at home, like I was doing all these drills um, for setting. I wanted to be a setter, and uh, that's what he played as. And so he was coaching me up, and you know, it was like you got to do this a hundred times a day. You got to do this a hundred times a day. You got to, you know, be able to do this and this. And so when I first started out, I was like, well, this is kind of a lot. I don't know, you know, this is way out of my league. And but I really just grown to like. It. I've really like grown to like it, and. Um, kind of have a desire for it in other coaches. And, I mean, when I see him on the sidelines uh, at volleyball games, sometimes I have the embarrassed kid moment when he's yelling at his players and jumping up and down. But um, he gets fired up. He gets fired up at the games. Apparently that's pretty pretty fun to see. It's working, though. They're they're getting a lot of Ws, and they're, like I said, they haven't even lost a set yet this year. (laughs) We'll see if they can continue that. But nonetheless, well, I do want to have both of you quickly tell us a little bit about your teams as well. Uh, We'll start with you, Kyle. I know we've talked about the girls ad nauseum and how great they are, and we had them in here, and I would imagine pretty much the same team you had last year. So give us a few names. Who are we watching out there, and who who of these Lake Stevens players are really stepping up right now? Yeah, well, we still have the same, you know, say a little bit, you know, Samaya didn't play this year. She took it off for, uh, you know, college reasons to be ready to go for that. Um, So that was kind of a hard one to swallow for our teammates, but we learned to honor her and just appreciate that. Do you think she would have played had there been a tournament? Or a yes. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. I mean, a solid yes. There would yeah, have been one of the best, the best player in West Coast. Okay. Yeah. I mean, one of the best in the state. You could even say. But uh, outside of that, you know, there's still Carly Try, which I said you had on earlier. She's a great athlete going to Western. Um, she's really developed into her own all the way around. You know, Michelle Fast, our setter, is a great setter. Uh, the other ones, rising stars. Um, not to neglect any of the rest of my seniors who are just talented above tire, but you know, you have Anna Schradel, who's a junior this year is really coming to her own last year at the state tournament, but also is just now coming out and doing what she needs to do. And we have a couple of uh, younger players we're really excited about. There's Bella Christensen and uh, Haley Try, Carly's younger sister, has just stepped up to the plate. And then, uh, you know, we just keep – hopefully we can reload and have a chance at it next year. Okay, and then, Ethan, for you, you just uh, – you mentioned in that Everett Herald article that you think this was the best team in school history. So give us some names. Who else would there have been out out there besides you? Who's playing tennis with you right now at Lake Stevens? Um, well, our I mean the the person who I kind of fell in love tennis with freshman year, Luke Stevens. He's our number two right now. Um, Dylan Wells, Sam Bryant. Those are kind of our those are our top four right now. Um, and then really like our team is just strong all the way down. There's guys who put in work all the way down the ladder. So um, is Everett um, Dakota Bear, who's a freshman. I told him at our other match that he might be the best freshman Lake Stevens ever seen, but don't tell other people that. Um, let's see, Max Hine. Um, and make, really, sure, I mean, make sure you mention the coach's kid. That's always a good – you should <laughs> yeah, know that I'd, of all people, right? Yeah. I figured I'd toss <laughs> that one in there. Um, no, but they they really, like, as a whole team, I really believe that we're the best team we've ever had. And, um, I mean, like, this is the first time that we'll, we'll probably go undefeated in our season, hopefully, uh, if we can close out these last few matches and – um, I think there's just a kind of a sense of working hard and putting in the time outside of practice, really. I mean, like everybody down the ladder um, either plays a club or plays a lot in the off season. So I think it's just kind of a whole family mentality of working hard and knowing that you can't just go to practice and expect to be the best team, but that it takes a lot of time in, um, in the off season and outside of practice. And finally, I noticed that you are committed to Grand Canyon University, uh, did I see that correctly? Not going to play tennis there? Maybe intramurals perhaps, but nothing on the tennis front, correct? Yeah, yeah. I just decided this summer kind of when I um, – I mean, there was that time when I kind of just considered not playing at all. Um, after that, I kind of just 
decided that I probably shouldn't continue the next four years if I'm not still in love with it and still, um, you know, wanting to play every day. So, so future teacher, future coach, what are we, what are we thinking? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, as of now, I want to study secondary education and I'd love to be a coach as well. I'd love to coach tennis, um, when I eventually, when I get there. So, but yeah, right now, as of now, I want to be a secondary, either math or science, um, education teacher. Kyle, a lot to be proud of with your players on the the court. Also, a lot to be proud of with this young man right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. Well, very cool. Well, again, guys, thank you very much for joining us tonight. As we mentioned, Kyle Hoagland, uh, head volleyball coach over at Lake Stevens. They are taking on Jackson at Friday, uh, Friday March nineteenth, tomorrow night, seven p.m. start time. And also, Ethan Hoagland, top tennis player, one of the top players in the area. And we wish you all the best. And thank you both for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And uh, please come to the game. We can have fans. There we go. Make sure you check at the door first. Come on in. And, uh, again, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. start home, time. Home team fans, I'll say, only. Home, home team, team only. Okay, there we go. So, Jackson fans, you got to stay away for this one. You'll get your own coming up here. Lake Stevens tomorrow hosting Jackson. There you go. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. So, again, the Hoaglands from Lake Stevens. Coming up next, we're going to turn away from uh, tennis and, and volleyball, and we're going to talk a little football. We've got the coach's carousel coming up right here on KRKO. Hi, I'm Brian Reed. As your local Allstate agent, providing protection that fits your life is something I take, well, personally. I am committed to learning about your needs and personalizing protection to meet them. From bundling your auto, home, and life insurance with ease to evaluating optional coverage based on your protection needs, I can build an insurance proposal that fits your life. Are you in good hands? Contact me, Brian Reed, at either of my Everett locations, 425-337-4646. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Life insurance offered through Allstate Life Insurance Company and Allstate Assurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and American Heritage Life Insurance Company, Jacksonville, Florida. At Glass by Lund, if there's one thing they've learned over the past 40 years, it's that supporting the local community is very important. That's why they're huge supporters of Wesco High School sports, especially this year. It doesn't matter when the season starts. It doesn't matter the score. Glass by Lund supports high school sports 100%. And if you need support with windows, shower doors, or skylights, residential or commercial, remember, since 1967, Glass by Lund has been here to serve in your community. To find out more, visit glassbylund.com. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz-In Steakhouse. Dinner doesn't have to be a battle because the Buzz-In is open again for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz-In takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz-In near you. Check out the menu at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out. The Buzz and Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. When kids start out with a love of books, their entire lives are changed for the better. But some children may not get that head start. By age three, there can be a word gap in the millions between kids from the wealthiest families and those with the greatest needs. The Snow Owl Libraries Foundation is helping to build up our communities with their at-home library project, giving kids their own books and helping instill a love of reading from the start. But they need your help. Become a sustaining donor now at snow-islefoundation.org and help make someone's future even brighter. Visit snow-islefoundation.org and donate today.
And we're back here on 1380 KRKO. It's time to fire up the coach's carousel, talk a little high school football tonight. And joining us right now, one of our favorites in the area here, a coach who picked up his first win of the year. I don't think he ever thought he would be picking up his first win of a season in March. And yet here we are, Mark Leone from Archbishop Murphy. Coach, uh, it's already been an ordinary, a strange out-of-the-ordinary year to begin with. Fewer practices, you don't have camps, you don't have clinics. And now you're playing football in March, and you're playing a different schedule this year. They're keeping everybody closer to home and having you play Wesco. Talk a little bit about this surreal season so far and how you and your guys are adjusting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think like everybody, we just try to make the best out of the situations that, um, you know, we were allowed to. And, you know, when we were allowed to start practices, we you know we were super excited about it and try to find new ways to do it and, you know, fit within all the social distancing rules and, keep everybody safe and you know then when we found out that you know we were going to get to play Wesco this year uh, you know I think that was exciting you know for our student body uh, you know we obviously were located in the Everett you know school district area and you know so we have a lot of kids that you know go to school to these you know to the Wesco schools and so you know for them it was really exciting to get a chance to play against some of their neighborhood friends and buddies they knew you know for a long time and for us it's an exciting challenge to go up against you know the three and the four A schools and you know, we've been really excited about that. Okay, i got to put you on the spot here for a minute, too. And I, I don't expect you to choose. It's not like telling somebody, choose your favorite kid or whatever. But just compare and <laughs> contrast for me, if you will, because you've played the last couple of years in that tough Northwest Conference, you know, with the Burlington Edisons and the Lindens and Lakewood, who you're going to see again this year, for that matter, and they look really good. Yep. But in terms of playing those teams versus what you've seen so far with Lake Stevens and Meadowdale, and now you're getting ready for Glacier Peak, Similar styles of football, is it different up there in Skagit and Whatcom compared to Snohomish County? What are you finding as you kind of go through the uh, the landscape of the uh, the area, if you will, with football? Yeah, you know, I think first, you know, both both conferences play good football. I mean, so that's the first thing right there. Um, you know, I think the biggest difference for us has been, you know, that, you know, I think we've noticed is the amount of seniors that everybody in West Coast has. And I think, you know, obviously it's because they're bigger 4A, 3A schools, um, and, you know, and so when we're, you know, usually playing the two A's up north, it's, you know, as you look at how many seniors or juniors and sophomores, it's kind of spread evenly on how many are starting, you know. And then, you know, we go to play Lake Stevens, and, you know, they have, I think they started eight eight or nine seniors on offense, and we have seven seniors total uh, on the team. And so it's, you know, kind of getting used to that uh, change. And, you know, we play a little more sophomores than juniors, and I think most of the West Coast schools you know, not a lot of sophomores start in Wesco. You know, we have a couple that do, and you know, I think that's just because of our size. But I think just the amount of upperclassmen that these every varsity team has, you know, week in and week out in Wesco has, you know, been a change for us. Definitely. And we do eventually here want to talk about your 35-6 to win over Meadowdale last Friday. But first, I do want to take you back to that previous Friday, or Saturday, rather, opening day. And I think yep. it, was a, it was a game that jumped out at all of us when we saw the schedules come out. Lake Stevens and Archbishop Murphy, two of the Titans from the area, albeit obviously a 4A versus a 2A, but you know the, those conversations that always kind of take place over the last couple of years, you know, the, wouldn't it be fun to see Murphy play this school or see Lake Stevens yeah. play that school? And we finally got that matchup, and although the scoreboard shows that it was 26-7, to I watched part of that game online, and that was a close game going into, what was it, the late third, early fourth quarter, a couple touchdowns to get away from you late there, but nonetheless – your guys showed up. I mean, obviously you never want to take an L and be happy with it, but I've got to think on some level, feeling pretty good about the way your team performed against a team that nobody around here seems to beat, or certainly hasn't for the last seven or eight years. 
Yeah, no, we were definitely proud of our team. You know, I think, uh, you know, we stuck with them for, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, they jumped out 13 nothing, And then, you know, the staff, you know, we were super proud. Our kids, you know, our, they came, we came right back down the field and got, a, you know, put a touchdown on the board. And, you know, it's 13-7 with eight minutes to go. And, you know, at that moment, you know, anything can happen in a game, you know, and obviously didn't go our way. And, like, Stevens capitalized on our mistakes. But, you know, for – for us, we were super proud of the way our kids kids played. You know, obviously we wanted to come out of there, you know, with the win. That's always the intention. But, you know, I think preparing for Lake Stevens helped make us a better football team, a better football program for this year because we had to raise our level. Um, we had to go out there and we had to work out, you know, every day and practice hard every day and, you know, prepare to play at, you know, the highest level of football in the state. Um, you know, they're a perennial 4A powerhouse and we had to come out and match that. Indeed, and then you get the bounce back last Friday. A, a Meadowdale team that's strong. We've seen them go to the state tournament yeah. a few different times over the last few years, and certainly a team that brings back a, a handful of players. You went and got a 35-6 to victory. I've got to think you felt pretty good uh, the way that one turned out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Meadowdale's a great program. They have a lot of great individual uh, athletes out there. And, you know, again, a bunch of seniors, right? Um you know, Ian Newsom was a really good linebacker, and, you know, they had some good defensive linemen and uh, some really good players. But, you know, I was proud of our kids and, you know, the way they came out and, you know, they answered the bell. And, you know, we worked on some things, you know, every week trying to get better. And, you know, I thought we got our run game going a little bit. And, you know, of course, the defense was outstanding as usual. We love defense around here. And, you know, we were able to, you know, kind of clamp down on the running game. Now, we, we know some of the big names for you guys. We've had Josh McCarron on the show a couple of times now, and he's heading off to Virginia next year. I uh, was trying to look up some highlights online. There, I didn't see a lot of stats, but I did see a few huddle uh, videos. I saw JoJo had a big run, JoJo Ennis, for a touchdown. Noticed your quarterback, and he's got a familiar name. Uh, the last time you guys started a, a Johnson at quarterback worked out pretty well for you. You got a state championship out of it. Is, is that little brother uh, Colton I see out there now? Yeah, that's his. Uh, that's Connor's younger brother, Colton, and uh, Colton's been a great leader for us, and uh, he's got some legs as well, and we definitely utilize that. He had two rushing touchdowns, and he's been making good decisions for us, and he's got an arm, and you know we're going to use him and get him on the edge, and you know let him make some good decisions for us and help us put points on the board. But yeah, we're we're excited about him this year and also next year as well. So give us a few other names this year. Again, we we know about McCarron, we know about Ennis. Uh, Colton Johnson looks like he's got a bright future. And by the way, those two rushing touchdowns were impressive. I had a chance to watch those. Tell us who else <laughs> we're watching this year for we're watching the Wildcats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at center we got you know three-year starter Daniel Daniel Jenkins. Uh, he's been a great offensive lineman for us for three years now, and you know he's a captain and a senior leader for us um, on the defensive side of the ball. We also linebackers uh, Colby Glennon. Uh, he's a junior. Uh, also, senior Matthew McFerrin, uh, you know, he's been making some great plays for us this year as well. And on offense, you know, I think Jelani Guerrero has done a great job running the ball for us. And, you know, we've just had a big key of a lot of contributors. And I think that's what's been exciting about our team is I could probably list, you know, 15 kids that contribute in some way. And, you know, that's really exciting for us. And we already talked about Lake Stevens. We mentioned Meadowdale. You don't get too many nights off this year on Fridays. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> Glacier Peak coming to town. I mean, that's a big game over at Terry Ennis, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, and, and I guess we should mention, too, elephant in the room here, right? Fans in the stands, I would imagine. Murphy, I don't know what your restrictions are, but are we going to see a few folks there tomorrow night? 
Yep. Yeah. The school, uh, you know, uh, in accordance, you know, with Westco and all that, we're going to have uh, just home fans. Uh, so we're going to have two parents, you know, or two guardians per student that uh, suited up to play. So I think we'll have, you know, somewhere between 90 and 100 people, I think, in the stands uh, spaced out, all that good stuff. Uh, so, you know, we're super excited about that. I know our kids and our parents are super excited and, you know, we're super excited. You know, GP's maybe two miles away from our school. So that's really exciting. You know, you know, anytime you get a chance to play a school, that's right up the road. And, you know, they've been a good program and, you know, for a school with some really good athletes. And, you know, we're really excited, you know, to play them and see how that goes with that challenge. What kind of a game are we expecting? What do you guys need to do in order to come away with, with a victory? Uh, you know, we need to, you know, defensively, we need to control the run game and, you know, try and make them, you know, beat us over the top, and then we got to stay over the top, uh, you know. So they have a really good quarterbacks and tall wide receivers, and, you know, they get the ball to those guys in different ways, and, you know, we got to be ready on the outside. And obviously they got Ryan Black running the football, and, you know, that kid, he's good, you know, and so we got to rally to the football and, you know, not have one-on-one talk tackles but have gang tackling and, get there offensively you know i think we got to be able to move the ball get first downs and find a way to make explosive plays and being that it's been a trying and difficult year i know your coaches are working hard behind the scenes give us a few names of some of the guys that are working with you as well get the, give them a shout out yeah absolutely uh so our defensive coordinator josh jansen uh he's been at murphy now i think for about seven years and and the d coordinator role for i believe five or six and uh you know he does an outstanding job with the work that he puts in uh Quantez Gurley, our DB coach, uh, Sean Glennon, who uh, told me to say hi to you, by the way. Uh, he's our defensive line coach. Uh, he's working out hard with those guys. And, you know, on the offensive staff, our, our, uh, you know, our run game coordinators, uh, Roger Broniak, and he does a great job in the backfield. And then Tony Slater, uh, nephew of Coach Ennis, is our offensive line coach. And, you know, he's done an amazing job with our old line. And, you know, really proud of everybody on our staff who's been able to come out and, you know, help us help uh, help us out. You know, we got Matt Wright, Will Woodworth, you know, James Madison, and uh, Pat Matheny or other guys on staff, and we're thankful for them and all their hard work. No, absolutely. And hey, give my uh, give my pal Sean a nice shout out for me there, and tell tell him I said hello. Absolutely. So, no, absolutely. And finally, I got to ask you really quick here because Keontae Bankhead from Linwood is coming on next. He's got Meadowdale coming up. You got any tips for him? Uh, make sure to block uh, Ian Newsom. You know that kid, and uh, I think there's 72, 75, or some D lineman for him. And you know, try to try to contain their run game. <laughs> there we go. We we try to help out where we can here. Mark Leone, Absolutely. thank you very much for your time. Good to have Archbishop Murphy back out there on the gridiron. Congratulations on the 35 to six win over Meadowdale, and best wishes tomorrow night. Home game, a big one, taking on Glacier Peak. The Grizzlies coming to town, not having to travel too far either. Mark, best of luck. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for having me. And we go from one winning coach last Friday to another, and we just gave him a little tip for his game tomorrow against Meadowdale. James Harmon, coach of Meadowdale, if you're listening, I try to be equal opportunity. My apologies, but nonetheless, we, we gave a little bit of intel there to our next guest, the Linwood High School coach, the Royals, Keontae Bankhead. Coach, did you did you take some notes there at the end of the call with Mr. Leone? Yeah, I got my pen and my paper right here. <laughs>
<laughs> well, hey, congratulations. You, uh, you you got a W last week, and I, I've had a chance to watch both of your games. I've been broadcasting out of Edmond Stadium. Uh, big game coming up against Meadowdale. We just mentioned it, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. That game will be available to watch streaming online. I do have to give a little shout-out here. You can go to YouTube and then go find Hawk uh, TV HBN to get there. But first, let's talk a little bit about last week. Coach, shut out your first game of the season. Didn't score any points. Your offense didn't get a touchdown on Friday until the final two minutes of the half, or actually right at the end of the half, and then they exploded in the second half. Are these guys feeling them uh, feeling pretty good about themselves? Did you get a little momentum going after the game? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, they came out. They came out. Um, you know, after taking the losses, always you always got to get back to the drawing board. Um, so they did that, and they've been well, uh, real receptive uh, of the coaching, and uh, we just tried to get back to the basics. We're super duper young, man. Um, I only got seven seniors on my squad out of out of the fifty kids that I got on the roster. Um, so we're, we're we're learning, and after taking a year and a half off, they kind of getting back in the groove. Um, you know, nothing's going to be perfect throughout the season. Um, so we just try to take it day by day. You know, and each week we just want to set a goal to go one and zero. And I think they've been practicing hard. Um, we've been working up, working them out, and, and um, they they they're doing good, man. They're trying to keep everybody healthy, so. I think they're. I think they're ready to go. I gotta. I gotta give some kudos to you because you did something that I didn't think you were going to do at the end of that half, and I think it really carried you into the second half. And we should, again, mention you, you got shut out the first game. You were ahead seven zero going into the final two minutes against Shorewood, and the, your your only touchdown was a pick six. You had an interception return for a touchdown. That was Ethan Pook, and then Shorewood scores with I think a minute seventeen left. Your offense has been struggling. You're out of timeouts, and I thought. Well, they'll probably take it conservatively and go into the half 7-7. And, oh, by the way, you had the opening kickoff for the second half. You bring in right. your backup quarterback, a little sophomore, Dion Baker. Don't mean any disrespect to Dion calling him little. I'm, I'm a small guy myself. But Dion <laughs> Baker comes in there. That kid can throw. He threw it right down the sideline to Sean uh, Monin. He takes it down to the four-yard line. You still ran another play with the clock running. And then you finally took a snap with one second to go on the clock and – Baker throws a touchdown to Monin, and you go up 14-7, to and you just never look back. Like I said, you came out in the second half on fire. Talk a little bit about that. That takes some nerve to uh, to try to do something like that right before it happened, yet it paid off for you. Yeah, so it was uh, it was, it was was interesting. I had told our, our OC, Jamal Weems, I'm like, once they score, you know, we don't we don't got no timeouts, man. But let's let's try to get, uh, you know, get in our two-minute drill and, and let's try to score before the half because – if we do, we get the ball back, and I know if we get the ball back, um, and we and we drive down and score, you know that drive coming out after the half, then I know we, we'll have them on their heels, um, and, and that kind of deflates teams. And it was, I mean, it was a beautiful throw. If you if you watch film, he actually got hit as he threw that pass, um, and you know he, he he is a smaller guy, but his heart's big. And he plays football. He's he's one of he's probably one of our better athletes on the team. So um, even this week, we've been trying him out at receiver, corner. We've been throwing him uh, uh, in in different spots on the field, um, just because he's an athlete, man. And we we need our best guys on the field. But yeah, we I mean we got nothing to lose. So it's just like, hey, let's just go for it, man. And it, it worked out in our in our in our favor. Well, and not only that, but you then brought your your starting quarterback back in, Julius Hudorf, who, who's looked good at times, and he got things going in the second half. So it's nice to know that you have two players there. And I guess a lot of coaches might have said, you know what, we're sticking with the sophomore now, Hudorf. You know, t- grab some pine, take a seat. But you got him back in there, and he seemed to start playing better, and he started playing with confidence. So kind of a nice problem to have when you have two quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, we we we've, we've struggled with quarterbacks uh, in the years I've been there. 
Um, we've normally been having one quarterback the whole time, so it's nice to have two in. Um, we kind of throughout the the week of practice, we let them you know take equal equal reps in practice, and I mean our game plan was to to, to let them go out and. You know, you get a series, and you get a series, and it was just going to let them, let them play. So it was kind of um, the competition was on the line. So they both were playing their A game of football. So I, it, was, it, was real, it was real nice to see. So um, give, the competitive. Yeah, give us some other names. A 41-14 victory over Shorewood. Obviously the two quarterbacks doing a nice job. We mentioned Sean Monin already. Who are some of your other key players this year? Um, Anthony Hooker, our running back, um, another guy we've been, we've been giving the ball to. He, he has good vision running the ball. Um, I actually have a, a freshman on the, on the line of scrimmage, Payton, uh, uh, Anit Toupe. Um, he plays uh, guard for us, and he's been he's been a, a, a huge uh, addition to our our team. And like I said, man, we, Sean, I think is probably the only senior playing on defense right now. The rest are juniors and sophomores. So Ethan Pook plays both ways. Um, he's out there at corner. Um, that's who run the pick six back. So, like I said, it's it's a learning it's a it's a learning curve for for us all. You know, we got a young team. So our goal is just to keep coaching these guys up. Um, and and I know for a fact they're they're going to be competitive in the years to come. You have a senior on your team who was all Wesco last year as a junior, and I know he's been battling some injuries. And just to get back out on the field, I'm sure was was a challenge. Tanner Fahey getting into the end zone the other day. What did that mean? It means a lot. Um, you know, he, he's one of our leaders. You know, he's, he's vocal. He tries to get guys going. Um, so it's always good to get him the ball, uh, you know, just just because we know uh, what he's capable of. And, and despite the injuries, um, he hasn't lost a step. Um, he, you know, he's still there vocally. He's still there athletically. Um, and he just brings that energy to the team. So I'm, I'm very grateful to have him on our team right now. Okay, you say vocally, and i got to give you a hard time here because I've had a lot of interaction with you over the last few years and always very cordial, always polite, uh, great guy, very positive. Broadcasting up in the booth at Edmond Stadium with the window wide open and no fans, I can hear everything. You're a loud dude out there, Coach. You, when, when, right. the, when the referee makes a, a bad call, he gets an earful. And by the way, uh, next to me in the booth or through the glass window, one of your assistant coaches, David Harris, he gets a little yeah. fired up. So who's louder, you or you or Coach Harris? Oh man, uh, I, I think I got him beat. I think I got him beat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's 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 one of the great things about our coaching staff. Man, we're just we're just energetic guys. So no matter if it's good, bad, like our energy, if you notice. Uh, we're the same, and we're the same way in practice with, with the kids. Um, so they know every day what we're going to bring to the table, and so we have high expectations for these guys. So when they see us like that, it, it kind of transitions into them, and so they just carry it on. And, that, I mean, that's our goal is just to keep the energy high, um, keep the positivity and in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, the focus there for them and, and just try to roll out some wins, man. And I know for a fact we can compete. It's just all about uh, execution um, and, and and just playing good, sound football. But like I said, uh, that energy—you got to stay. You got to stay on these guys because they, you know, they're young. They lose focus fast. So our our goal, if you hear us before the plays, we're really just yelling at them to get lined up and get in the right spot and what to look for. Um, so that's that's just our goal going into every game is to just bring that high energy. Okay, we gave Coach Harris some love, so I don't want to leave the other guys out. Who who is the rest of your staff? Uh, uh, if you remember Andrew Katzenberger, I sure he played do. For me. One heck of a player back in the day, Eastern Washington. Team. Yeah, Eastern. Yep, he graduated. He hit me up like coach, and I want you know I want to come back. So it was good to add him to the coaching staff. He's coaching the running backs and the linebackers. And then I got um, Demario Carter, who actually graduated from Idaho. 
Um, he played there. He went to Kennedy High School. He's actually on our staff coaching the, the DBs and wide receivers. And then we have Reggie um, Corns out there who actually coached at Linwood a few years back. So we got him on staff. Um, and then we got Jamal Wings right now who's our uh, our OC with been trying to put guys in position to make some plays. And he's been with us the last few years too. And David, David Harris has been with us for, I believe this is his eighth, seventh, eighth year. Um, and next year will be actually my 10th year at Linwood. So, uh, we've been in it for the long haul. That time flies. And before I let you go tonight, give us a few uh, things to look for tomorrow. Linwood versus Meadowdale, both teams one and one this season. Looks like a fairly even matchup on paper. What kind of a game are we expecting? I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and we just have a chip on our shoulder. Like I was telling the kids all, you know, all week, I haven't beat this team since I've been at Linwood. Um, Cats never beat them when he played. David Harris played for Linwood. He's never beat them. So it's like – we got to get a win, man, and, uh, and and change this change this pattern. So we've been been saying, uh, you know, we're gonna try to shock the world tomorrow. But I think it's an evenly matched team. I think we, I think we got a shot, man, if we just come out and play our game. And coach, four words for you: fans in the stands. Oh yeah, it, it's definitely gonna be a blessing to get some fans back in there. It's it's definitely different when there's nobody in the in the stands. And sometimes I catch myself like. You know, yell, you know, when I'm yelling or, or saying things, and I'm like, oh, man, everybody can hear me. So. <laughs> Loud and clear, I can tell you right. I had I had the cans on my ear. I could hear you. It was great. But it was it's all but good, that, though. It's, yeah, it's all it's all good. And, I'm, you know, that's just me, and I'm not going to change my coaching style no matter what the, what's, who's in the stands or who's around. That's just I've been doing it for, for 10 years now at Linwood, so um, I'm not going to change up now. This is You get what you get from me. It's going to be the <laughs> So um, it's good to have fans in there. And I actually gave our AD a hard time the other night because he said, yeah, the the the, um, the students get to invite some fans, but uh, the coaches can't. And I'm like, how is, how is that even possible? <laughs> uh, so I, I gave him a hard time the other day, but it was it's all love, man. I, our AD, I, lo- I love that guy, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, Paul Dean getting it done over there, the athletic director. Well, again, Keontae Bankhead, that community is fortunate to have you. I know they've appreciated all your hard work over the last decade. Best wishes tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing you at the game there. 8 o'clock start time, Linwood versus Meadowdale. Congratulations on that win over Shorewood next, uh, last week, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you, Steve. There we go. So Keontae Bankhead, the head football coach for the Linwood Royals. Coming up next, we're going to go down to Shoreline. We're going to talk to the Dalziels. Don, the president of Wesco, Athle- uh, Wesco Conference, is also the athletic director at Shoreline for the school district, and his son Gavin football player over at Shorecrest. Coming up on Prep Sports Weekly. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800 842 Ace Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service, knowledge, and the little things that make a big difference. Service. Selection. Advice. Community involvement. Competitive prices. Convenience. Located near you. And the things you need, such as... House keys. Lawn and garden. Plumbing. Electrical. Hardware. Grills. Outdoor living supplies. And even nuts and bolts. When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need. So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Evergreen Way in Everett, Lake Stevens, and now Stanwood. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. 
If you're looking for a place that prints anything for any team, the place to go is Screen Printing Northwest on Colby Avenue in downtown Everett. They're the local experts for custom screen printing and embroidery. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, coats, you name it, they can do it. Screen Printing Northwest has been locally owned since 1996, and they're the official screen printer of this radio station. Screen Printing Northwest, 2526 Colby Avenue, just north of Everett Avenue in downtown Everett. Go Cougs! Gardeners get impatient when spring's not coming fast enough. If you're paging through new gardening magazines, checking out plant catalogs, or looking outside to see if the rain has stopped, why not visit Flower World in Maltby, where you can act like it's spring as you enjoy a world of plants in both inside and outside greenhouses. Primroses, pansies, blooming shrubs, bunches of pussy willows and forsythias will charm you. Flower World, a world of flowers and plants and a whole lot more. FlowerWorldUSA.com. School is back in session, and the hometown handyman in Monroe gives a big salute to all the student-athletes out there prepping for the most unique season we've ever seen. So whether you're from Monroe or Lake Stevens, Snohomish, or anywhere really, Hometown Handyman salutes your hard work and dedication. The Hometown Handyman, proud to support local sports and happy to give back to the local community. Find out more info at hometownhandymanpnw.com. Again, hometownhandymanpnw.com. Once again, it is Prep Sports Weekly here on 1380KRKO. We head down to Shoreline right now, our second group of father-son tonight, second combo. And this is a rather interesting one. We talked to a coach and an athlete earlier. Now we get an athletic director slash conference president along with his son who is an athlete. We're going to talk to the Dalziels right now. Don Dalziel is the president of Wesco. Big news from the, the conference earlier this week. He's also the athletic director for the Shoreline School District. And his son, Gavin Dalziel, who we mentioned earlier, football player for Shorecrest. We're going to tease you a little bit. He committed to play college football, just committed a couple days ago, and we'll get that from him in just a moment. But first, Don, do I have this right? Are we coming to you live from Shoreline Stadium this evening? You are indeed correct. Uh, here hosting the uh, Shorewood Thunderbirds, hosting Cascade tonight in girls soccer. Do, do we have a, a scoring update? I have a feeling some of the Cascade folks around here may not be happy, but I'll ask anyway. You know, it's actually been very competitive. Uh, it's uh, 2-0 at halftime with the T-Birds with the lead, but uh, credit to the Bruins. They're playing really well tonight. No, and that was not a knock on the Bruins, by the way. Just I know that Thunderbirds team, Coach Ferris, looks that team looks really good right now. Well, big week out of Wesco. We talked about it earlier, and we knew this was going to happen at some point, but you being the president, I know you had to have kind of an impromptu meeting of sorts on Monday after Governor Inslee's proclamation that we're ready to go forward with Phase 3, and here we are tonight. We're, uh, we're talking about fans in the stands, and I guess you've experienced that already this evening. So first and foremost, how did it go this evening? You know, really, really well. I think uh, all of our athletic directors around the conference have uh, put a lot of work into getting ready for this particular opportunity. Um I think uh, we're going to have people kind of trickle in as things get started, and depending upon venues will depend upon how many people we can bring in. So tonight we don't have any kind of voucher system for soccer uh, because we've got a big enough stadium. We don't expect over 500 or 600 people here, so it's worked out really well. But in some of our other venues or for football, we're going to be using a voucher system, at least in Shoreline, that will make sure that we don't get – 
too close to our limit, and we don't have to turn people away at the gate. So I think we're, we'll work through this, and, and hopefully it's, it'll be a positive experience for everybody. Well, and I know I was broadcasting soccer over at Edmond Stadium the other night, and Rich Pettick, along with his wife Cindy, they were busy putting tape on the bleachers and trying to <laughs> measure out six feet and where pods can be at and where people can't sit. And I know they've got a doubleheader tomorrow night. Football, obviously, is going to be the real test as to how this all goes. I'm sure you're already getting ready for tomorrow night's game on your own uh, right there. Talk a little bit about what the expectations are there. What should fans know? What should parents know? What should the community know? If somebody wants to go watch a sporting event, what are the cans and can'ts? You know, it's the common sense stuff that we've all been kind of trained to do now over the last year. Um, we're asking folks to wear their mask all the time. We're asking them to social distance. Uh, every stadium is basically setting up six-foot distance between seats unless it's a family pod. Um, we have stickers down that say literally say, sit here um, at Shoreline Stadium. So um, we'll do our best to make sure everybody's, uh, you know, spread out, and uh, we'll get as many students in as we can. We're hoping to have at least... 200 students from Shortcrest be able to attend the game um, as, as they haven't been able to do for quite some time. Um, and then we'll obviously have plenty of staff here to make sure that we're doing that right. And the rest of my peers around the league, we're all doing the same kind of things. Um, we're really excited to have this opportunity. And, and first of all, just to let our kids be able to play. Um, but now to be able to bring parents in and student bodies, uh, it's pretty cool. Gavin, now I've got to be honest. I, I've seen you know a lot of friends in the athletic director community and acquaintances, and I've seen a lot of people running around like they're chickens with their heads cut off. And I know there's it's frantic right now and everything else. Gavin, your dad always comes off as so even keel. Does does that sound about right? Is that who you got at home as well? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's like this all the time. He's a uh... If he is stressed, I don't know if he uh, really ever shows it too much. So yeah, he, he hides it well. Well, for you as a player, what does that mean to be able to look up? I know you've got a home game against Mount Lake Terrace tomorrow, 6 p.m. start time for Shorecrest. To be able to look, I know your dad obviously gets to go to the game or he's working. Some of the other parents, not so much. I'm guessing maybe mom, if she doesn't have a soccer game. I know we'll talk about that in a second here too, but she's the soccer coach at Shorecrest. But now all of a sudden you get to start seeing people up in the uh, the bleachers while you're playing. That's a big deal for a, a high school athlete. I remember those days. It's It's been a little different, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting. We have our senior night tomorrow night, and so to have some fans back in for uh, what I guess is technically our last home game is uh, is pretty special. And uh, even if the students are separated, we'll definitely still be able to hear them. So for sure, looking forward to that. And Don, as busy as you are at the stadium on, on game nights, are, are you able to kind of take the, uh, the athletic director hat off from time to time and the Wesco president and then also put on the dad hat and go watch Gavin kick a little bit or – how does that work no, for pretty you? Hard, pretty hard not to do that, right? So <laughs> I've got my phone out just like every other parent. When I get an opportunity to catch a video, I'm certainly going to do that. And uh, I've been fortunate to be able to watch uh, Gavin and then also Darcy, who's a freshman on the Shortcrest soccer team, uh, who's our daughter. Um, it's been pretty cool. So Yeah, and we should mention also your, your wife is also the coach over there. So kind of a revolving door at the house during this time of year, I, I would imagine, everybody coming and going. Is there is there a time like on a Sunday where everybody gets together and has dinner, or how does that work? No, it's pretty challenging right now with uh, with that. And then um, I guess the other fact is that uh, my wife, Mindy, coaches Gavin's uh, premier club soccer team as well. So on Sundays, uh, she's with Gavin with – their soccer team i'm usually hauling darcy around with her soccer team for club ball so it's it's a busy time for the dallas Eels. well i guess gavin at least you get to see mom and dad at some point during the week in various capacities then right yeah i mean right now i'm the only one home because uh everyone's 
I mean, my dad's at the stadium, my mom's at her game, so but it's pretty common this time of year. Normally it's in the fall, but this year it's in the spring. Did you have a fire truck just pull up to the house, or was that was that on a... No, that was, that was <laughs> driving by Shoreline Stadium. Sorry, okay, just want to make sure. No, and I, don't, I think I, <laughs> we have some mutual acquaintances. I think I live close to you guys, so I just wanted to make sure my house is okay, but <laughs> glad, glad to hear there. Well, Gavin, tell, tell us a little bit about your, your season so far. I mean, I, and I know I had a chance to comment on this on social media the other day. I got to call your game a couple weeks ago, and you had a 36-yard year, kick that was very impressive. I mean, not just because it was 36 yards, which is nothing for you. That's a chip shot, right? But Desmond Fox, high snap, had to go up high to get it. You, just as calm as can be, you were patient, you waited, you were poised. A lot of other folks who I think would have take off, taken off running or you know, called for the fire or whatever you want to call the, the play, you just sat there, you waited for Desmond to get the ball around, and with everybody closing in on you, you just put it right through the, uh, the uprights. Talk about your journey as a kicker and where, where you've been and how your season's going. Well, I mean, first of all, Desmond, I've had him as my holder since freshman year. And so it's, uh, we've, we've got it nailed down pretty well. We know each other pretty well with that. So I'm uh, very thankful for him and all that he has done with all my kicking stuff. Kicking-wise, I started, I started as a freshman um, on varsity and then really started taking it seriously, I would say, sophomore year and then did the Chris Saylor camp, so he's the biggest. Uh, high school recruiting uh, kicker coach in the in the country, and so been doing his camps. Did those uh, all summer and spring with uh, COVID going on, just to be able to go compete because missing high school sports for over a year made it uh, quite challenging. Yeah, we we hear a lot about Chris Saylor. We had Jack McAllister on recently, also from over there at Kings in the Shoreline community there, and I know the two of you both two of the better kickers in the state. And apparently, whatever you're doing, it's working because. And I've been waiting to let you announce it. Where are you heading off to next year to play football? A big announcement came off this earlier this week. Yeah, I uh, recently committed this week to uh, Linfield. Uh, their football program is phenomenal. I mean, one of the best D3s in the country, in my eyes, the best D3 on the West Coast. Uh, their coaches are phenomenal, really great conversations. And academically, the school is a perfect fit for me, has a good education program. So I'm very thankful for the opportunity because – with COVID going on, recruiting, not a, it's it's not a given this year. I think I read recently 64 consecutive years where they haven't had a losing season. That's not too shabby on the football field either. Yeah, that's a, it's an NCAA record. So I'm excited to be a part of that and uh, continue. And Don, as a parent, how are you feeling about that? That's that's a heck of a school that he's heading off to. You know, I think Gavin nailed it. That uh, this whole recruiting process has been super challenging for any 2021 recruit trying to find a land, a spot someplace, especially for a specialist. And Linfield's a great university. The coaching staff, as Gavin said, has been totally straight with him, and uh, I think he's excited for the opportunity. Proud moment for for Mindy and I for sure. Definitely. And Gavin, before I let you go here tonight, I do want to give some shout outs to your teammates. Obviously a very solid Shorecrest team. Lost a tough one to Edmonds Woodway last week, but that's a, a solid warrior squad and you played them tough. Uh, name off some of your key players for that, that Scots team that we're watching this year. Oh, I, I, there's, there's so many. I mean, so Desmond on offense, Carson Christensen, uh, our junior quarterback, he's stepped in and done a really uh, good job. Uh, O-line, there's some big guys there. Wyatt, uh, Jordan Gleesner, Halverson, uh, Jacob Halverson, that is, uh, Elijah Schultz, and then defensively, our defense unit is uh, is uh, pretty dang good. We got Robbie Oxford, Jackson Taylor, Marcus Tidwell, a lot of the same guys on offense. Uh, we're we're looking to finish the year and go four and one. Our goal is five and zero this year, but uh, 
we know that we can finish the year four and one. Uh, it's just pumping the road. Definitely. And Don, I guess we should point out too, sporting events over at the stadium, you are video streaming or live streaming this year, right? Yeah, the league has made a commitment that we're going to do our very best to stream every contest, um, especially since we're only allowing home fans at this time. Um, so our visiting fans will still be able to watch the live stream. So usually it's just things that are inside gymnasiums and at stadiums that we're streaming. Um, it's kind of hard to to stream at tennis or swim when we, we can't get a wireless feed or something like that. So um, that's our intention, and everybody in the league should have that. And I think the, the stream links have been published pretty well. They've been out and about, but if you need a stream link, you can just contact your local athletic director. They'll be able to hook you up. And, Don, while we've got an audience, and before I let you go tonight, again, one of the, the more trickier and more strenuous years we've ever seen, for obviously on so many levels, but certainly for high school sports, and I know from talking to different athletic directors behind the scenes, they're working harder than ever. Um, you obviously are president of the, the conference. Talk a little bit about that for a moment and what, what they've been through, what they have been able to accomplish, and just how meaningful it is. Because I know, again, they don't necessarily always get the shout-outs. Sometimes everything kind of trickles on them at the last second. But certainly I've got to think that you're pretty proud of that group you work with. Well, first off, i got to say that Greg Erickson, who was the former president, who uh, just recently retired from the Marysville School District, picked a perfect time to get out. Um, <laughs> this has been a, a super uh, uh, a challenge for me uh, as being becoming league president and then, then bumping into the COVID shutdown at the same time. Um, but we've grinded through it. And as you said, athletic directors have done a great job um, and their support staff that support them. Um, it's, it's a total team effort for all of us to be able to get this done and we talk frequently about we usually have the summer to gear up for our fall season. Well, we basically had two and a half weeks. And so it's building schedules, it's finding officials, it's getting transportation, hiring coaches that we haven't done. Um, it's a solid group in Wesco. Um, and uh, we're pretty fortunate to be able to work with that big group of people all the time. An outstanding group all around. And I, I did want to get one more question in here because it was in my notes and I failed to ask it. Gavin, give me a number. What kind of range do you have on field goal kicks? Uh, I would say during this year and, like, with all the bad weather right now, I would say I'm pretty spot on from 50 and in. Once the summer hits and it gets warmer, ball flies a little bit better, so... 55, 56, 57. Not bad. I think Linfield's getting themselves one heck of a kicker. Again, Don, thank you so much for everything you've been doing this year. I know, like I said, it's sometimes it's a thankless job, but I, I, you seem to always do it with a smile on your face, and I know it's much appreciated from the athletes, from the parents. You're one of them yourself, uh, from the administrators and everybody all around. And Excited to, uh, to have sports back and can't wait to see how everything plays out. So, Don Delziel, uh, thank you very much for everything you're doing. And, Gavin, congratulations on committing to Linfield. And best of luck tomorrow night. Go easy on my alma mater, Mount Lake Terrace, when, uh, when the Shortcrest Scots take them on 6 p.m. over at Shoreline Stadium. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. So there you have it. Another show in the books tonight there. Brandon, heck of a job for you, the, the run doctor, Brandon Hamilton. Thank you, Steve. Excellent. I, I, that music's coming on here eventually, right? I'm, again, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're working through the yep. kinks tonight. There we go. I know uh, Tom Lafferty, you're normally running the board again. He will be back here very shortly. I had to take the night off. So, uh, Tom, if you're out there listening, hope we, uh, we did a nice job to, to hold the fort down, so to speak. And, again, Brandon, thank you for everything you did. Tonight's show, once again, was brought to you by Screen Printing Northwest. The Law Office of Russell and Hill, The Hometown Handyman, The Buzz In Steakhouse, Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, Everett Safe and Lock, 
Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett and Stanwood, and Glass by Lund. Hey, Steve, who do we have on the show tonight? On the show tonight, I'm glad you asked, Brandon. We had the Hoaglands on the show. Ethan Hoagland, tennis player over at Lake Stevens. His father, Kyle Hoagland, is the head volleyball coach for the Vikings. We then talked a little football. Mark Leone, head coach for the Archbishop Murphy Wildcats. Keontae Bankhead, the Linwood Royals football team. And then we finally talked to the Dalziels, Don and Gavin. And that's our show. Let's do it again next week. We'll be right back here at 7 p.m. next Thursday night on KRKO. Thanks for listening. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO. Some